Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Keep us, cause his face to shine upon us. You know, I took a friend fishing one time, he and his daughters, and uh, we were really sweeping in the fish, and he was, he was a Welshman, he was from Wales, and had the accent and stuff, and, and uh, it was a beautiful day on the Kenai, and just fish pouring into the boat, and, and uh, I get such a, a thrill out of watching people catch fish. I get just as much of a thrill watching someone catch fish as I do catching them, unless they outfish me. Then, then it changes. But uh, he looked up at me and he said, you know, the sun was just right. We were covered with fish scales. It was glittery. It was pretty cool. It's one of those just neat times. And he looked up at me and he said, wow, it's like I was looking in the face of, of the father. And, uh, you know, he passed away a few years after that. And I shared at his memorial that, that story. And I said, now he, he knows differently. But you know, it's not too far from the truth. We all reflect our Father who's in heaven. We've been created into His likeness and He's put within us His spirit. He's put within us the very nature of who He is, the essence of who He is. He's put, us, put it within us. And so we shouldn't be surprised when we look on somebody and they're moved and they're touched by that. You know, that leads me to uh, my topic this morning uh, is in Ephesians chapter 3. I've been kind of stuck on this verse for some time. But before I read it, I, I want to say this. I, I just want to make a statement. I am not a robot. I was filling out something online on, on my phone and it required me to give information. When I got all the way to the bottom, it says, uh, you know, you're supposed to check this and say, I am not a robot. And, and I thought, where do we live? What time do we live in? You know, what is the, the scene that we now find ourselves in in this world? that we have to verify that we're not a robot. And then I verified it and thought, you know, I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> if I'm following all this stuff, maybe I am a robot. No, I am not a robot. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus, completely made new. It, it was one of the most exciting things that it was the most exciting thing that ever happened to, to me and to every believer that I know when they share that, the most exciting thing that ever happened in their life was when they gave their life to Jesus Christ and was made completely not a bad person to a good person, uh, a good person to a better person, and a better person to a really good person. It was none of that. It was, I was given a whole new nature 
I was created completely new, and this new creation suddenly knew the Father. And the Father, in making that new creation, I was mentioning this earlier, put within you and me his personality, his character traits, his gifts, who he is, everything. It says that the treasures of Christ are unsearchable. They are without end. As we walk with Jesus Christ, as you walk with Jesus Christ, the treasure in Christ that you can find never comes to an end, never comes to where you're like, oh, I've kind of discovered it all. And now I'm just kind of weeding through looking for tidbits. It's just, it just goes on and on into just a fantastic discovery. Well, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, let me get a drink. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. In verse 10, it says, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was his eternal plan. which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, as I pondered that, as I've just weighed, on, uh, weighed that out in my mind and as I've prayed over this and, and looked at this, um, it's fantastic. God's purpose in all of this has been waiting from the creation to the time of the church that he could reveal, he could reveal his purpose and to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety. Um, other translation says the manifold wisdom of God. A manifold means many chambers. You know, uh, I, I like the rich variety. I look around, I see my friends and fellow brothers and sisters, and I, I go, a rich variety. It's a rich variety of, of a display of God's wisdom. But it's not just for the church. He's using it to speak to the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places, the angels. What does this mean? Paul, Paul wrote that the community of church believers, the church, was the means to reveal God's wisdom the wisdom of God in this mystery, the specific revelation is made to rulers and authorities in heavenly places. See, they've uh, been watching 
the angels of God, both fallen and loyal. Satan and, and demons, as well as the loyal angels of God, have been looking for God. He's kept this as a mystery to himself. He's kept it as a, I'm going to do it, at, I'm going to display it at some point in time. And I'm going to do it in a way you're not going to, under, you're not going to know anything about. It's going to surprise everything, all of creation. And it was through his church. It was through you and me, through the believers. In Ephesians 6, 12, I just want to address this a little bit from this perspective. Who are the um, rulers and authorities um, in heavenly places? And in verse 12, it says, We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities for the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, one of the things that every believer, a revelation should come into the heart of every believer. When you're born again and you have received Jesus Christ and you've been made a new creation, then also the Bible says you're no longer a citizen here on earth. You've been given a citizenship in heaven. You've been given a whole new passport. And uh, it also goes on to say you are now seated together in heavenly places. You're seated in heavenly realms. We can't lose sight of that. We've got to grab a hold of that and make that very present in our renewal part of renewing our minds is to always see we're not, this is temporary. This life is temporary. We are eternal beings seated together at this moment in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I talked to a good brother this week I hadn't spoken to in some time. And of course, the first thing that came up in our conversation was, uh, would I take him fishing this summer? <laughs> but as we spoke, he was telling me that, you know, he... He lost his wife five and a half years ago, and uh, she was in her 80s, and, and uh, he said, uh, the way I like to say it is, she left me for a better man. <laughs> you know, I thought, this, this, this guy's going to be 92, and I thought, what a great perspective to have on life, you know, that, that there's this heavenly perspective. You know, we're simply here temporarily. But while we're here temporarily, the church here is to completely occupy all that we and possess, all that we incur, all that we um, uh, dwell in the land. We dwell in the land not as, as uh, slaves, we dwell in the land not as tenants. We dwell in the land not as, as um, just trying to get by survivalists. We dwell in the land as the church, the ecclesia of God, which is causing the wisdom of God to be displayed in all of its rich variety. 
meaning every one of you, brings about an aspect of God's wisdom. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Nancy was talking about wisdom is the architect of God. And I had never considered that, you know, but it's very important when you're building a bridge to span a large distance or, or a building that it has been engineered right and you have an architect that's got it, uh, it, the plans so that they can be followed. And wisdom is the architect and then God says he's going to display his wisdom through you and me, the church. Next time you think you don't have wisdom, think again. Say, I've been given wisdom. I have the mind of Christ. Maybe I can't figure this particular thing out, but somebody can that has the wisdom for that. We're going to get to that in Ephesians 4. He says, each of us has specific gifts uh, that uh, bring that about. But I really like the aspect of... Uh, that I have spiritual authority. I've been given spiritual authority. I do not like being a victim. I don't believe in being a victim. Uh, I don't believe any Christian should be a victim. That we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm going to look at 1 Peter. Let's turn to 1 Peter. In uh, verse 12, I better look at my notes. Yeah, that's it, verse 12. Yay, Mark. Uh, it says in verse 12, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Often when I think of angels, I was just talking to a friend of mine that has written a book on angels, and, and he said that, you know, he sees angels and addresses them all the time, whereas I've never actually seen angels, uh, perhaps angels unaware. It says we've entertained, possibly entertained angels unaware. So I feel that I'm fulfilling that aspect of the scripture. I'm unaware. You know, when it comes to angels, I'm unaware. My wife is not. But I have seen, I have seen spiritual strongholds. And I have seen uh, in the realm of, and I guess they're fallen angels, so in that sense. But I've never actually seen, you know, people have told me they've seen a huge angel behind me and I have a personal angel and I'm all excited about that. I like the fact that my personal angel his knees don't even come through that roof. He's a big dude. I like that. 
But the thing is, is he's watching me to display God's wisdom, that God is using me as a part of his church to display wisdom. And he's in awe of me. It says, the good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven, it is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So don't lose sight. I, I think what I want to say here is for us never to lose sight of who we are as the church, as sons and daughters, children of the living God, um, and your position in that, and the authority that you hold in that, that position of authority is yours in the spiritual realm. Now, again, it says we do not fight against human flesh and blood. They're not, you're not my enemy. You know, you're not my enemy. My, my, uh, all those people that I ran into that at Costco that were so polite as they push their carts around you and drive over you in the parking lot. It's, it's bizarre. I tell you, it's like a display of anything antisocial. And uh, none of those are my enemies. I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Why? Against powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Why? Because I've been given that authority. You've been given that authority. You've been given that position. You know, you, you come into your own home. Uh, our home is our sanctuary, by the way. You need to keep it that way. It's a sanctuary for the presence of God, for your family to be at peace and, and your children to be at peace. But we come home and, man, we get rattled. Things happen. Things aren't going right. Things don't go well at home. And the first thing is something is leaking or not running or needs to be done. And it just hits you the wrong way. Boom. You know? And suddenly you feel like, oh, man, I really blew it. I'm a nobody. I'm no good. No, we have to keep in alignment with the truth of God's Word. And that is, even if I blow it, I can immediately stop blowing it and immediately say, wait a minute, wait, wait, reset, reset. I have authority to walk as a mighty man of God. I have authority to walk as a virtuous woman of God. I have authority, you know, to speak to my children in such a way that they are nurtured in the care of, of a loving father. Amen? You have that authority. You have that position. You have that place. And I want to finish with Ephesians 4. Because I think this is kind of um, sums it up. Well, what do I do with this authority? What do I do with this spiritual position that I held? What do I do with these gifts that God's given me? Well, in Ephesians 4, Paul goes on to address, he says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. 
for you have been called by God. Always be humble. I love that. Always be humble. I'm like, I'm going to be humble this week. I've done that. I'm like, yeah, this week I'm going to focus on being humble. And I find that I'm anything but. Paul said it this way. He says, the things that I would do, I find that I don't. And the things that I shouldn't do, I find that, you know. So even this goes back to, first of all, what's my position? Who am I? I'm a child of God. I've been made in the image of God and, and, and given his personality. And his personality is humble. And that's my focus. It's not on, I'm going to figure out a way to be humble. I've tried it for a long time. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. I love this. This is us as the church. This is who we are. This is one of the things that's going to display wisdom to the angelic beings and to the, the wisdom of God to this world when they see that we are humble and gentle and patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called into one glorious hope of your calling for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. And then it goes on to talk about the special gifts that are given to each one of us from the Holy Spirit. You've been given a special gift, possibly several gifts. Find out what those things are through your relationship with the Father. But be humble and gentle, be patient, making allowance for each other's faults. Wow, that's such a challenge in the world today. You know, it's such a challenge because faults are so evident. It's not hard to begin to see faults. Years ago, I heard a story about a guy saying he had a special ministry of seeing the faults in the church. And, I said, you know, that's nothing special. We all have that. Every one of us can do that. But it's through the love that's been given us. So, again, where does that come from? It's because we've been made new creations in Christ Jesus. Not because we can do it in our own strength. It just cannot happen. We're going to take communion together. So if you've had a chance to get your communion elements, if you're watching with us at home, we've got these uh, new uh, social distancing communion cups um, because you can't get near one another because they're hard to open and you're liable to spread the juice on somebody. So it's just an automatic thing. But I look forward to not too many days in the future where 
we have communion together as a group, a whole group, everybody, the whole family of God gathering together. Um, I was surprised a few minutes ago by a drive-by. My wife and I were uh, surprised by the folks here at the church, and they had us go out front, and cars were lined up out there, and they drove by with signs and honking their horns and yelling they loved us. And, and, uh, candy bars. And candy bars. And candy bars, yes. I love the message on that. I'll share that in weeks to come. Probably missing the candy, but the wrapper will remain. Um, but communion speaks of fellowship. Fellowship speaks of relationship. Relationship speaks of God. And so as we take communion today, we do this in remembrance of Him and what He's done for us. We do this in remembrance of the fellowship He's given us with the Spirit and with one another. We do this with the remembrance of the fellowship has brought us into relationship with Jesus Christ and in relationship with one another. What a sweet thing that we've been brought into relationship. Lord, we thank you for your body this morning. As we take this bread, we do it in remembrance that your body was broken and divided. And that was done for the healing of the nations, for our healing. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We thank you for your blood that has cleansed us from all sin, past, present, and future. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses of all sin. And we want to walk in that. We do that in remembrance of you, Lord, and the relationship that you purchased, our relationship through your blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's close with another song of worship. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.